Hey Val, how's it going today? Hey Fernanda, good. <laughs> it's, it's a really good day today here. Awesome. Um, yeah, how are you doing? Like, how's things uh, with you? It's good. It's good. It's finally warm uh, where I'm at in Boston. It's the it's like the second warm day oh, nice. after after it like snowed in May and was terrible. <laughs> That's horrible. Um, yeah, so I'm finally having my iced coffee today. Oh, nice. I quit yeah, coffee, it's... by the way. <laughs> you quit coffee I completely? Did. Yeah, three weeks, almost three weeks, I think. Yeah, it's been... It's How... Been... How's your head? How it's are the awesome. It was it was really bad for about three days. It was I've I've never had headaches like that. Um, so I used to drink up to like eight cups of coffee a day, uh, and then it came time there I just had to stop. Like it was just too much, you know. And I quit cold turkey, and I'm fine actually. Sleeping better, much calmer. No highs, no lows. Just really nice. I'm drinking tea, uh, green tea mostly. And uh, yeah, so that's why I replied to you on Twitter a couple of days ago uh, when you said, you know, what's the sign when you spill your coffee? Was it like that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, you should quit. <laughs> I love the yeah. smell of it though. I, I, I always, I drank it for the smell, for the taste, never drink it for the highs or the nic uh, nicotine, the caffeine. I, I definitely drink it for the caffeine. Okay. 100% <laughs> for the caffeine. I don't particularly nice. like the taste of coffee, um, but I love okay. the way it makes me feel. Oh, interesting. So I keep drinking it. <laughs> it's a drug, it's man. Total, it's totally for the drug effect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So how's, uh, how's the things, like, product-wise? Like, I, I, I see your tweets. I know you're, like, into, like, a bunch of things right now. Like, uh, do you want to share a bit, like, what, what you're working on and stuff? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm into – I'm always into a lot of things. I'm always into too many things. I, I'm so ADD when it comes to um, – to products. <laughs> yeah. um, so I finished uh, Inspire.so, um, which is a GPT-3 powered uh, blog generator, basically. Not blog generator, but blog idea generator. Uh, it's a super simple app. It just like you put in your company name, your company description, and it spits out five different blog post ideas for you oh nice um it was it was pretty simple to build and but it was super fun to build you know it was nice to to play around with gpt3 and uh see what's possible there and see kind of what goes into building something with gpt3 and just yesterday i got approved to post it on microacquire so i actually posted it for sale Oh, and nice. thanks. I've had like 12 people uh, message me already about it. So uh, right. I'm optimistic that it'll sell and it'll be like, it'll be the first time that I sell something. Actually, I've sold one other thing in the past, but I don't know. I feel like that didn't really count. So okay. it'll be the first time. <laughs> it'll be the first time I really sell, hopefully sell something um, that I really created from, you know, beginning to finish and posted for sale like i'm i'm really excited for this it'll be like a nice milestone for me you know yeah and it's, it's very yeah. cool that you know i think we um um we discussed on twitter i guess yesterday about this model of uh building a product getting it up to a point and then selling it like not having to deal with it like not having to grow it etc 
Yeah. Like, uh, I, I see you're liking that as well, right? Like, it, is that something that's interested, interesting to you right now? Yeah, I love that idea. So I love the idea of building, you know, small products. Mm -hmm. And instead of putting the effort into growing it, which to me is not the fun part. To me, the yeah. fun part is actually building it and getting it to a point where it's fully functional. It's decent looking, you know, mm -hmm. and people you know, I've got a few, a few users, maybe free users, maybe a few paid users and passing it on to somebody who can really take it and run with it and, um, you know, do something with it mm -hmm. that I, I probably could have done if I put it, the effort into it, into the marketing and all that, but that I don't necessarily want to do, you know, mm -hmm. the marketing part of it is not my favorite part at all. Yeah. Um, and I was talking to Helen Riles um, mm -hmm. I think you're the one who introduced me to her, actually. I might have, yeah. <laughs> She's yeah. a good friend, yeah. Yeah, and she um, she was talking about how she, she's built and sold, like, well, she, she hasn't sold the 40 products, but she's built 40 products or so, and she sold a whole lot of them. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, man, that's what I want to do. <laughs> like, right. I want to just build products and then sell them. That sounds like the dream right there. Mm -hmm. Um. So that's kind of the path that I'm trying to go down right now. Um, the next product that I'm building is actually one that I would that I would want to grow myself um, at least for a little while because I know the audience really well and I can talk about what it is okay. too. Um, um, but for the most part, as like side projects, I'm thinking about just doing small products that I can finish within 30 days and then posting them for sale. And if I can pull that off, I will be a happy person. Okay, so 30 days, building it, launching it, uh, regardless mm -hmm. of users, etc. like the exit would be after that, like you just list it for sale after 30 days or so. Right, exactly. But, as long as oh. it's as, as long as it's a fully functioning app, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure there's people out there like founders and stuff that, you know, are non-tech sort of not even no code, you know, that would probably want to take something that's ready and then just run with it, you know, like I'm sure there are people out there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cool. And I, yeah. And I would leave a lot of kind of untapped opportunities, right? Like, mm -hmm. like product hunt launches, like I wouldn't launch it on product hunt so that the new buyer can launch it on product hunt. Um, that's, that's a big opportunity for somebody, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. like for example, I, when I bought, um, Indie Stack, um, it was, it was a great acquisition and I'm still very happy about it, but there was one thing is that they had already launched on product hunt, which mm, right. takes away a big opportunity for me to have like that bump in sales, you know, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, so I think leaving some untapped opportunities is definitely something that if like you're going to want to sell um, a product that doesn't have a whole lot of traction yet, leaving the opportunities for that traction um, is something important that people are looking for. Yeah, I think that's a good selling proposition, like for some for some buyers, just telling them, hey, you know, this is wide open. You can do anything you want with it, pretty much. It's like untainted, you know, it's pure yeah, at this point. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but uh, going to Indistack, uh, one thought that I had, like I see people relaunching or maybe like relaunching parts of their app again or some some like sub product of their product. Like, is that a thing? I've seen people do that. Like, 
I'm not sure if that's like um, like a trend or anything, but I've seen I've seen others do it where they have the product, they've launched it before probably in Product Hunt, and now they launch something about it, like a I don't know, like an asset that goes around it. Like, am I off mm-hmm. on this? Like, is have you seen that happen? I've seen that happen. Yeah. So right. like, you know, they'll launch the the main product um, at first mm-hmm. and then they'll build little products around the main product and it'll be like such and such by IndieSAC. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've actually done something like that. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Where the ship in 30 challenge. Oh, um, okay. Right. So like the ship in 30, the ship in 30 challenge was an indie stack product and i just mm-hmm. launched it as ship and 30 by indie stack um i'm not sure if i can relaunch indie stack itself okay. uh, i think that unless i have like a v version two of it uh i don't think i can launch it again yeah like maybe I some that's... major change it would take to like really say hey this is indie stack 2.0 right exactly yeah. yeah and with a community i'm not really sure how yeah. That would, I, I can see how that would work with like a SaaS or, you know, some sort of app. But with a community, there's there really isn't a 2.0. It's mm, just right. the community. Yeah, that's all yeah. there is. And that's, that's yeah. product number two that you're currently dealing with in a way. Right. right. Yes. Yeah, that's IndieStack is like my main, okay. my main product. So I spend a lot of time on IndieStack um, and... I make sure that that's kind of cared for first before I mm-hmm. launch into the other things because that's, you know, I acquired IndieSAC really thinking about growing it. And um, this is this was one product that I actually wanted to grow, um, mostly because I love the indie, the indie community. And mm-hmm. um, it's something that I can see myself, you know, actually being entrenched in for a while. Um so I don't mind the marketing for that one. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's sort of like when when we started this episode, like I was thinking of, you know, like what I'm doing right now and I'm liking it more, which ties into you saying how you like marketing in this deck more because you like it mm-hmm. more. And I think that's sort of important for builders to, for makers to do something that they're really interested in and not only where they see an opportunity, uh, which brings me to like an interesting thing that I'm seeing lately. Um, uh, some makers talk about um, most recently Noah Bragg and Ben Mon, who have the product journey podcast on their last episode, they were talking about validation and how they do it. And it's nothing compared to what a lot of people recently have been, you know, suggesting and uh, talking about like, you know, you should do the mom test, you should validate, you should talk to people, you know, like, I'm not doing that either. I don't know like how you do it, but I first want to be interested in the product, you know, or the audience at least. I don't want to just talk to people and then find something where there's an opportunity and then find myself not liking that, but there's probably money to be made. But then, you know, if I don't like that, like that's not going to be a good fit for me. Like, I don't know how you do that. Like, do you do like do, do it properly? Like people are suggesting, like, you should bomb test it, you know, you should, you shouldn't write any code. You should talk to people first. Like, are you doing it like that? Have you found yourself doing that yet? Yeah, no. Okay. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah, no. I, ones, man. I, I think yeah. that it's um, people talk about that a lot. And yeah. um, maybe like like I was listening to um, 
uh, Arvid Call's uh, Zero to Sold book. Okay. You know, and uh, that's a huge thing that he talks about is validation, you know, and talking to people first mm-hmm. and doing all that first. And I'm like, this all sounds really good in theory, but yeah. when it comes down to it, like, I just want to build something, <laughs> you know, that uh-huh. I'm interested in. Um, and I, I definitely don't, um, I definitely don't do it the, in the going through the proper channels for sure. Um, I know, and I'm not you... sure that a lot of people do, to be honest. I don't think so. <laughs> I think that it's something that people talk about, but I don't mm-hmm. think that they do. I mean, if you look at like some of the biggest products that like we maybe follow, like Gumroad, like the founder, the founder of Gumroad, I don't think he sat around and talked to people, talked to creators if they need Gumroad. Or Justin, you know, like Justin was in, into podcasting for a long time. He liked it, you know. Uh, I don't think he talked to many people if they want another hosting provider for, you know, for podcasting. He saw an opportunity. But like reading this book, so like, hey, you know, you, should, you shouldn't touch anything. You should do a mom test first, you know. I think mm-hmm. it's great to have it as an option when you're talking to people to know what to ask. But having it as like sort of a, uh, like a roadmap of sorts, like, I don't know, as a, as somebody that likes making products and diving in into the product right away and wanting something to exist in the world, like genuinely wanting it to exist. Like that seems like a, I don't know, man, that's, that's hard. I don't want to get into that. Like, Hey, what do you guys like? You know, yeah. Like having all this discovery sort of, yeah. Yeah. And, you kind of, uh, you kind of tried to do that, right? Like when yeah. in the very beginning, um, or like a little while ago, you mm-hmm. tried to po- put up that um, that landing page and like get people to pay like fifty bucks to have this product. Mm-hmm. And I think you got what like six, seven people interested. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And and then I thought, okay, well, I guess he's not going to build it because he didn't get the interest and. Mm-hmm. You went ahead and built it anyway, and I think that's. <laughs> <Why not>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought that was I thought that was great. You know, like you got a little bit of interest. I thought that was that was a good amount of interest. But um, at the end right. of the day, it's like if you see an opportunity, not everybody is going to see it as well. You know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I think. Yeah, go ahead. Um. No, I, I was just going to say, I think that, that the mom test, this, this validation thing, I think it's it's probably more important for um, products that are really big products, you know, yeah. that'll take maybe a year or so to build, um, that are really complicated, uh, like mm-hmm. like really complex SaaS products. But if it's like maybe something that's new, you know, that like people don't, that that maybe doesn't exist in the industry yet mm-hmm. um but for smaller products things that are quick to build things that already exist i don't see why you would need to go through all of that yeah yeah I definitely see that like in you know, a bigger sort of companies or like let's say you're google and you're starting like a new sub product of an existing product and you want to really get the feel like the real feel of how it's like because you're gonna have to hire maybe five engineers for that, et cetera. Like expenses are crazy high. Like, of right. course, like you shouldn't start building it. But in our case, you know, like I built block static in like 30 hours, you know, just to launch it, just to have something. And now I'm using that to talk to people, you know, like, hey, here's this thing. Like, 
uh, you know, like talking to a blogger. And I'm actually, there's some people that I have never met, which is quite interesting. And I tweeted about needing better users. And they had seen the tweet from somebody retweeting it. And now they're using it. And it's like they're providing me with feedback of how they want to use it. So I think that's like an unwritten way of validating something. Hey, you build it. Mm -hmm. You know, if you can build it fast, even with no code, you can do a lot of things right now, you know, just to have some product. And, um, you know, just test it, shop it, shop it around. Um, yeah. But being strict uh, one way or the other and like either saying don't do mob, mom test at all or don't build at all. Like, I think that's like a very strict rule to have, you know, it's just like, hey, just, you know, I think you should try to feel the journey, like, you know, your interest matching what's happening in the market, what the needs are. Like, I'm not going to go crazy and build like a Bitcoin exchange or whatever, you know, like, right. I, I <laughs> right. Happen. so, yeah, but it's interesting that a lot of people are talking about it now and saying, hey, no, we don't do it like that either. Yeah, I think it also comes down to personality, right? Like some people are very risk averse and mm -hmm. um, need the validation beforehand before putting any work into it. And that's fine. You know, like if if like you need the reassurance that like mm -hmm. your work is going to not be in vain. I totally get that. True. But some but some people like me, for example, I'm I'm not risk averse at all like i i'm i have a very high tolerance for risk um and i'd rather you know build it out and use the product itself as validation especially if it's a small a small mm -hmm. small product i i have made the mistake in the past with radio to build a huge product without any validation and that was a mistake like i think that if i could go back and do it over again i would have definitely talked to some people about mm -hmm. radio about its central you know its central and core um functionality and um gotten some feedback and some validation before launching into building a two-year product um mm -hmm. you know but again it's it's all about risk right it's all about yeah what are you willing to how much work are you willing to put into something without knowing for sure that it's going to go somewhere. Has that changed your risk uh, sort of tolerance uh, from when uh, you started radio to now? Like, is that, has that changed anything? Yeah, I think that um, I have definitely, not, maybe not risk tolerance. Like, I still have a very high tolerance for risk, but mm -hmm. I'm a little smarter about it, I think, now. I, I like mm -hmm. to think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that I didn't I didn't know about small products before. Like I thought that I had that mindset that, you know, if you're going to build something, it has to be something new. It has to like change the industry. It has to be disruptive. Mm -hmm. um, I wasn't yet into this into this world of building small products that already exist that just you just carve out a small portion of the market for yourself. Um mm -hmm. You know, like to me, it had to be this huge transformative thing. And I'm definitely not in that mindset anymore. Like now I'm all about riding a market wave that already exists, um, you know, building something that can be built in in a small amount of time. Like my my um, 
my like limit now is about 30 days to build something um, and putting it out there. And if it works, it works. If it doesn't let it go, you know, before, before putting too much effort into it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, that's, what's changed. You know, I would definitely never spend two years building a product again. That ship has sailed. Yeah. <laughs> never, never doing that again. Well, it's a lesson, um, you know, I guess, I mean, I've done the same thing. I've lost so much money with my first product. Yeah. And something interesting you said, which made me think like how I uh, navigate risk right now. And I'm, I used to be, I, I think I used to be like a, a much bigger risk taker. And recently I, I'm thinking like, you know, I, I'm more risk averse in a way. But when you said that it made you smarter, not that it changed the way you risk things, it sort of made me think that maybe that's what I'm doing as well. Like I'm still risking things into a lot of different stuff, you know, but sort of smarter about like how I am betting, you know, like where my bets at, like just smarter about it, like when to exit, yeah. you know, but as far as risking it, like I, I think that probably doesn't change that easily, you know, like it's a personality trait, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, so. I think so. And yeah, like the, the bets thing definitely resonates with me because like before, you know, I wanted to make one huge bet and yeah you know you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. and and have the potential to really get a huge payout at the end whereas Mm -hmm. now um you know to to borrow daniel vasallo's term i'm making small bets um and hoping for a compound effect at the end rather than just one big lump payout Mm um yeah i I'm, i'm definitely going all in for the compound yeah, yeah, because you never know. Yeah. I mean, what other forces, outside forces, are gonna affect what you're doing? You know, mm-hmm. um, maybe that's why you know having one bet only, one big bet, just doesn't pan out because anything could happen. You know, and uh, it might not happen at the end of it. So yeah, I agree. I agree definitely. Um, yeah, so and you always you, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was gonna ask like, are you are you doing like these couple of products that you have right now? Are you doing them? in tandem like the two three products that you mentioned or you're like doing one seeing where it goes after 30 days and then starting the next one etc yeah so i um i'm i'm holding myself back i'm i'm trying to be <laughs> really i'm trying to be really really disciplined um okay. about how i do it because um i do have a tendency to jump from thing to thing and not finish things and my one commitment to myself right now is that I will finish it. Like if I start it, I will finish it. Um, And that requires just doing one thing at a time. So now that I finished Inspired and I, and I put it up for sale, I'm ready to start something else and I will um, go do, you know, do this new thing from beginning to finish, hopefully in the next 30 days and then once I'm finished that, um, I will try to grow it a little bit, um, but I then can start something else. So I'm, yeah, um, other than Indie Stack, you know, Indie Stack is kind of always in the background. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then and then I have basically room or a slot for one extra thing. So I do freelancing um, as kind of my main source of income. I do indie stack as my main side project, and then I have a slot for one extra side project um, that 
I can do sort of in parallel. That sounds good. Sounds like a good plan. I mean, if you can keep at that, like that's, that's sounds brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Because yeah, that's how much energy we have, I guess, you know, throughout the month. Like I'm noticing, like if you do so many projects, then your sort of mind is wondering like, in different directions, like trying to solve these issues with each product. And I think it's detrimental to every product that you're doing, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and at the same time, I can't have just one product or one project um, because I, I start to get bored. Right. <laughs> so like, so like if I only had indie stack as much as I love indie stack and as much as I love the space, um, mm -hmm. I will definitely get bored of it. And, not want to work on it anymore so yeah. you know having having other product other projects like going in parallel lets my mind go from one thing to another thing when i get bored of one of them and then i just have something else to work on um it the the kind of the bouncing around from one thing to the other actually is actually helpful to me as long as it's not too many things yeah no, that makes sense. I mean, probably your one project is maybe inspiring you something for the other project, as long as you don't have too many projects at once. Right, right maybe. exactly. Maybe, I don't know. How about cool. you? Do you have, you, you? I know you're working on Blog Static. Mm -hmm. Do you have any other projects going on at the same time? So after I sold ClareTask, I stopped taking on new projects, new uh, consulting gigs, because that's that used to be my main source of income. Uh, so right now I have about two projects which are kind of dragging. Um, I'm actually dragging them. I don't, I have like zero interest in them right now, but they have to be finished. I mean, they're client work. Uh, so they're ending pretty soon, like probably by the end of May, hopefully they'll be, you know, paid for and shipped and completed. Um, and then I really want to try and stay on block static uh, for the next three months or so and see how that feels, you know, sort of waking up, uh, maybe doing something on it, uh, code wise, marketing wise, and then just leaving it until the next day and sort of having my mind constantly on top of it. Like that's mm -hmm. something that I have never done before. I've worked, I've always worked, like I've had something on the side or even when I was doing clarity task only, like I had so much pressure to, um, increase the MRR because I was hoping that that will be my main source of income and it was just too much pressure and that pressure was like a project on its own to deal with like dealing with my mind you know like my well-being so now having sort of a runway to focus on one thing I think I'm going to give Blockstatic a, a, a genuine shot with marketing and growing it and uh, one thing I would try make like have it different with block static is that if it doesn't like grow to like be really big, I really want it to exist. Like it will exist. I will not, you know, write a postmortem about it or make a big deal out of it. That product will exist regardless of if it makes like 10 users or like, you know, if it just five users, I want it to exist because I am using it myself. And then some other users who are excited about it as well, um, it's like, I enjoy block static. I enjoyed, I make websites since forever. And I enjoy that part of like building sort of a CMS, a content management system that offers people to make something out of it, like a website. So, um, that's where I'm at with my product making. So client work is pretty much done, uh, block static. I will try to focus for the next three months just to 
give it all I have um, and then see where it lands after three months. Maybe I'll get it out of alpha, uh, put pricing on it and uh, maybe product hunt. But I also want to try something different, honestly. Like I, I notice myself I'm, whenever I'm making a new product, I'm trying to like shop it around with the people that I know. And they're not necessarily the crowd that will buy it. Some of them might be. But I really want to try some maybe Google ads, maybe some Bing ads. I don't know. Like I want to experiment, you know. Um, maybe tap some uh, blogging communities, see who the influencer is there, maybe find some affiliate marketers. And then just, you know, give it give it the time to sort of simmer and get out of my bubble a bit and try to do that because I've never done that. When I look back at Claritas, because right now somebody else is, is maintaining it, like the buyer, and I use it, I'm like, oh man, like I was, I sucked at selling it, you know? Like it's such a nice product. It has so many features. It could be better, definitely. It could have a mobile app, et cetera, which they're building right now. But I see that I've done a horrible job in marketing and selling it, you know? Um, so yeah, that's something that I want to try make it different this time around with, uh, with Blockstatic. Just really get out of my bubble, uh, get out of my comfort zone and really market it and talk to people and do some paid ads uh, and then see how that goes, you know? Yeah, learn from it. Yeah, I love that. And isn't it amazing how different you approach something when you're not desperate for the cash that yes. it might bring you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a big differentiator. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that that I'm definitely approaching indie stack differently now. That I have, you know, a good amount of freelance work coming in, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I don't need, you know, the money coming in from indie stack. Like it's a it's a nice side income, but um, obviously, I want to grow it to the point where I can where I can have an income from it, um, you know, that's always the goal, right? <laughs> um, yeah. But, but I'm not desperate. I'm not desperate for the, for the cash, like immediately. Mm -hmm. So I can definitely take my time and do things that, that will compound over time rather than desperately go seeking for, for money right now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I definitely feel that shift. And, to go to go back to blog static like i love that you say that it'll still be there even if it only has 5 10 customers um it's i am I'm, I'm assuming it's not like too expensive to maintain it yeah not at all no not at all uh, yeah. no I'm, I'm i'm keeping things pretty simple it's hosted on a dedicated server it's pretty powerful uh so that will not be the case like even if nobody buys it like mm -hmm. I want that thing to exist. I, like I love that, you know. And I'm using it for my own blog. Uh, you're using it. Uh, three yeah. other bloggers are using it. And I think you know some uh, people that I don't know with uh, paid ads and stuff. Like they'll they start start coming in. Now, will it generate word of mouth that other people come in? I don't know that. Like I have no idea. Uh, it's something that you know I expect to find out in the next few months. And um, yeah, but uh, it's definitely a different, different approach to compared to Claritask. I was so desperate at some point. Like I had gone all in, which was a stupid thing to do. Uh, savings were dwindling. Kids are in school. And here I am like trying to make a sale. And when you talk to somebody and they notice that, you like just sound even more horrible. Yeah. And you feel like you sound horrible. So it definitely makes a difference to 
not have it the main thing until it becomes it the main thing on its own without having to like go nuts and push it, you know, and then just kill yourself over it, which in yeah. my opinion is like not really a good thing to do because I hear sometimes the stories of like perseverance are like glorified in my opinion. Like, you know, this person persevered so much and like they went through this and through that and then finally they won. And in my back of my mind, like I've done the same thing and back of my mind, I'm like, at what cost, you know, like did, did that, was it worth it? You know, like sort of trying to take it much easier, you know, like if something pans out on its own, like you, you sort of give it the time of day to build it and do all the right things that you know how to do. But at the end of it, like there's so many unknowns that if it doesn't pick up, it's not really your fault. You just can let it go, start something new. And if it does pan out, like you didn't kill yourself over it. So mm-hmm. That's something I've learned. That's sort of my approach right now. Um, and definitely want to enjoy it because I think when you're enjoying it, the product becomes better, you know? It, it looks better. It works better. Everything around it is better, you know, because you you took the time. And uh, I feel so much differently, you know, with Block Static. When I don't use it for a couple of days and I go back to it, I'm like, hmm, you know, it's like really nice from the first time when I launched it. Like it's becoming better. There's no pressure for me to... Uh, make a new feature or just, you know, redesign it every day, which is what I did with Claytask. Like, you know, initially, like the desperation is like, oh, I should add this more, this one more feature, you know, and then people will start coming. It's like, it doesn't work like that, Mm. you know? So I don't know. I mean, it's a lesson probably, you know, that leads to another lesson, (laughs) another (laughs) lesson. So we'll see. see Yeah. Yeah. These things, you know, these products need time to, to like you said to simmer right mm-hmm. they need time to get the word out to for people to start talking about it for you know the features to really come together to make a, a full product like they they all need time to to grow and to become something kind of bigger than ourselves and when we're desperate mm-hmm. for when we're desperate for one sale like we end up forcing things into corners that they shouldn't be in. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that's such a great shift. And um, I think that once you, once you, if, if you're planning on this, once you launch on product hunt, I think this is the kind of thing that product hunt would love, you know, this like static blogging, super simple, minimalist. Um, oh, you think the crowd there? I think the crowd there oh, would okay. love it. Yeah. Oh, okay. I never thought of that, actually. I haven't been that active there, so I, I can't really tell. But yeah, that's good to know. It's yeah. Incredible, actually. Yeah, yeah. But definitely launch when you have a paid. A yes. Paid, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a bit more things, you know, like I like the markdown, honestly. But there are times when there's a limitation in my mind around it, you know, like it feels good to write on mobile because you don't have to select anything. You just hit like star star it's like italic or star star mm-hmm. you know so i i like that part but when i'm writing on desktop like on my laptop which is where i spend most of the time when i write it's like uh i wish like i don't know like how do you feel about that yeah it's tricky, I, I, right? I feel pretty comfortable with markdown um because i've used it so much so to okay. me it's pretty it's pretty frictionless However, um, when it comes to doing a little bit more, like the other day, I wanted to add an image um, and like that, you know, that's that's a little bit more friction to mm-hmm. add 
just a quick image to it, like a like a simple drag and drop to right. add an image would be perfect. Um, mm, maybe I can pull that off somehow. <laughs> Getting yes, now on the show. <laughs> um, but I think that I think that I'm not the right person to ask because I'm I I probably won't be your um, average user. Um, mm -hmm. You know, your average user will probably be someone who. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, actually. People, yeah. like, like people, I'm thinking about your product hunt launch now, you know, like people on product hunt, they love Markdown. That's, yeah. these are the people who, who love, you know, these minimalist Markdown type mm -hmm. of, type of apps. Um, maybe you could have, would you be able to have both? Would you be able yeah. to have like, like kind of a toggle so that if somebody mm -hmm. likes Markdown, they can do Markdown. And if somebody prefers the visual, um, you know, pop-up um settings they can use that instead yeah yeah i was thinking about that actually you know it's like adding an option on settings like people to choose both but i have another thought actually um i'm thinking like the end user uh sort of like um that this product could be a good fit long run if it wants to succeed is somebody that maybe is not tech savvy uh it's a person that maybe has a job and they have they want to have a blog maybe um, and they want to start right away. They don't, they're not tech savvy. They don't, they don't want to build it in WordPress. They don't want to hire somebody. So I think that person might not be so comfortable with, uh, uh, with Markdown. So for them, I think it would be much better if it was something like, you know, you highlight, uh, you select, and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, you, you choose like bold, italic, headers, whatnot. I think that's, that would be like the sort of target that, um, could maybe buy this product long run and then again i don't know i mean it could be all product hunters you know it could be tech savvy people using block static because they understand the static uh part of it and other people that right. i'm talking about like they can care less what static is as long right. as the website is showing you know so i don't know i mean i don't want to corner myself honestly like if if it's markdown for like people that are using it right now they're like mm, i don't i don't really care like if markdown looks good to me i'm trying to like to uh, sort of convert them to use to not use Markdown so I can build the other thing. They're like, no, I, I like it. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, I don't have to build it, I guess. But yeah, I'll I'll give it a shot to just see how it feels. Um, just for us, like the initial alpha beta users, um, mm -hmm. and then see where it goes. It's good when you have the time, man. It's 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 incredible. Like when you um, have some runway to have it be what it can be. Um, instead of pushing yeah. it. Because sometimes I think my previous product, I might have killed with me being too desperate to make them succeed. Otherwise, probably they would have succeeded, you know, without me trying to push them so hard. I don't know. I mean, I can't go back. There's impossible to, to do. But something that crosses my mind. So, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, so, I, yeah. I, I'm thinking about, like, your your users and... I don't know, like you said about the static thing, like I think that it's kind of like Gatsby, right? Um, yeah. Like the, those are yeah, those are tech savvy people. Um, like the if you if you're gonna market it as a static thing, right. if that's how you're gonna market it, then um, I think that tech savvy people are your people. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. I mean, then on the other hand, like there are a lot of uh, WordPress to static sort of converters. 
And if, if these people are like tech savvy, like why would they need block static? You know, they're like, they can do it in Gatsby or WordPress or whatnot. So I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm going to try to run some ads, like paid ads and play around maybe with landing pages and language and, mm-hmm. and targets and see like, you know, like spend some money there and see what comes in, you know, like what these people want, like what are, what are the patterns of people that are wanting this? You know, are they all tech? Are they all maybe somebody that's a lawyer and wanting to start like a blog on the side? Right. Talk about crypto? I don't know. You know? Mm-hmm. I just want to feel it out and see, see where it goes. But I definitely want to try like paid stuff, you know, like channels that are not necessarily used by indie hackers like us that often, you know, and uh, just try to maybe... Um, get some feedback that way yeah um and see see what yeah. happens you know learn some things and then share some things around it like what happens so yeah so yeah cool how's this first episode is going i think it's, i think we're doing okay i think we're doing great <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, we don't have a name for the show yet so that's probably we something we can talk about or maybe people can help us <laughs> yeah come up maybe. with a name Listeners. I don't know. I feel like I feel like all the all the names for these <laughs> yeah. types of episodes are something about like SaaS or something yeah, about right. product. Um, but or, we'll be talking yeah. more about more stuff. I think like maybe well being around you know making products or I don't know dealing with frustrations and whatnot. So it's not like but, SaaS. but but still about products, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Like going around product yeah. about yeah. products. I don't yeah. know. We can call yeah, it. I don't, I don't know. I'm I'm not I'm not good at names. Oh, I'm really? actually terrible. Yeah, yeah I'm some, terrible I mean, at your products sound the products that you started sound pretty good to me. Yeah, and it took yeah. it took like weeks to come up with those names. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> All right. So I don't know, yeah. Maybe maybe if uh, if anybody's listening right now, maybe you yeah. can shoot us a um a, a message and let's, let us know what a good name would be. Let's crowdsource our naming, our podcast naming. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. All right, so uh, how long have we been? Do you know? We're we're at 41, 42 minutes. Oh, cool. All right. Should we talk more or should we maybe end it, the first episode? So yeah, we don't we, 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 we don't talk about up. everything we know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know, right? We, the, one episode, this is a one episode podcast. It's <laughs> over after the first episode. We have nothing else to say. Cool, cool, yeah, let's cool. wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Awesome. Yeah, this um, was good. Awesome. Okay, well, thanks for listening, if anybody's listening. And um, see you all next time.